0: I'm Steven Adams. This is Down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved.
1: Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck, for part of CLNS Media and DailyThunder.com. Today is Thunder Media Day. It's finally here. It's been a strange long summer for Thunder fans and We finally got a chance to talk to Chris Paul and to Gallinari and got to hear from Stephen. So I've got all these interviews on today's podcast. It's going to be rather long, uh, but I always like to go back and listen to them. And for me, I like to be able to go and listen to them at a faster speed. So this is just as much for me as it is for anybody else. Uh, So I hope you guys appreciate that. It it takes time and effort to kind of chop this up and, and put it out there. So... I uh, hope you guys enjoy that. We'll have more of a full breakdown of Media Day and kind of what's going on throughout the league on Wednesday with Alex. Uh, but until then, I'm going to have all these interviews for you today. I am going to have a new Down to Dunk intro coming at you on Friday. Uh, it I was pretty much working all day just to do that. And you'll probably see why come Friday. So I do want to mention that today's show is sponsored by... Peyton Marie Photography. Go to PeytonMarie.com or at PeytonMarie on Instagram. She is an Oklahoma-based wedding photographer, and her main goal is to capture authentic emotion and unforgettable moments through bold and creative images. Her photography style is non-traditional, genuine, and a bit out of the box. She believes your photos should be a true reflection of who you are and that your wedding photos shouldn't look like anyone else's. Though she's based in OKC, she loves to travel anywhere for destination weddings and elopements. And right now, and I've told you about this deal, guys, it's a great deal 10% off if you just mention Down to Dunk to her on her website or through social media. If you want to have your wedding photos taken by Peyton Marie, which you should, go to peytonmarie.com or at Peyton Marie Photo on Instagram. Let her know Down to Dunk sent you and support the people that support Down to Dunk. Also, today's episode is brought to you by KP's Cleaning Services. KP's Cleaning Services is a small local business. They service Oklahoma City metro areas and all the surrounding areas. And they're dedicated to giving clients a unique cleaning experience. And I can vouch for them. They're amazing. They've cleaned my house several times now. Every single time I walk in, and you can just tell the difference. You can see the difference. You can feel the difference. It's it's an, it's an amazing service that they have. You can call them at 405-290-8172. I say call. You can also text them because texting is what we do now. So feel free to call or text them. Right now, you can get 10% off of your first clean if you give them a call or text today. It's got to be today for 10% off. It's a great deal. It's an incredible service. So please contact KP's cleaning services. That number again is 405-290-8172 for a free quote. And now here is Billy Donovan.
2: I uh, had a little chance to talk to Nerlens, and he was, he mentioned something kind of, it was a little offhand, but he said he was excited uh, about this team. Uh, and he said, because we're going to be forced to play basketball. He said, I I think it's going to be healthy for a lot of these young guys to play this way in this new type of offense we had. What do you see the offense looking like without Russell and Paul?
3: Well, you know, obviously, you know, when you have two players like that who are, you know, really, really gifted and talented and can do so much on their own, you know, by just creating space for those guys – um, and both those guys not being here you know how do you you know try to find ways to maximize and utilize um, some of the different players that we have this year on our team um, and I think for us you know offensively is the biggest thing is you know how how well can we generate you know good shots together um, for one another you um, You know, last year, you know, with those two guys, they were so gifted and and talented offensively that, you know, they could really, in a lot of ways, go create and and, and create really good shots for themselves um, in a lot of different areas of the floor. So, you know, how can we, you know, Russell was a guy that got fouled a lot, you know, going to the rim. Paul, the same thing, you know, a high free throw volume shooter. but that's got to be a part, I think, us offensively is, you know, how can we still have attacks at the rim? How can we still play at the basket? How can we generate free throws? And how can we generate, you know, open shots for one another?
4: Billy, what have your discussions so far been like with Chris just about just in getting to know him a little bit and, and about kind of the role and what you guys are, are looking to do?
3: Well, you know, I think the first thing is, you know, Chris is – you know, obviously a great competitor. He's um, been in the league for a long time. Uh, extremely bright um, and smart and cerebral. But I would say that, you know, for the most part, I mean, he has displayed to me that he's got both feet in a circle, and he wants to come in here and, and wants to compete. Um, I think that's probably one of his greatest qualities, is his competitiveness. Um, I've enjoyed the time that we've spent together. Um, he spent. Four days uh, in the end of July, beginning of August, um, to come in and and worked out with some of our guys. I had a chance to go to California and see him. Uh, He came in last week. So, you know, he's a great guy. Like I said, very, very smart, competitive. And I think a guy that's got both feet in a circle to, you know, do whatever he can do to help our team. Uh,
5: Coach, I know uh, losing two of the best players in the NBA is not obviously ideal for a coach. However, do you welcome the challenge of coaching some younger guys and having the opportunity to put maybe a little bit more of an imprint on this team?
3: Well, I, you know, I think our, our team is, is a mix of a lot of different things. We've got some, some young guys. We've got guys that are maybe, so to speak, in the middle of their careers, and then we obviously have some veteran guys. So I think we have a good, real good mix of guys with a lot of different experiences. Um, But it's all going to come down to with all these new faces and and guys being in new roles, new positions, you know, how well and how long does it take for us to become a team, um, to play together, to help each other, to, like I said on offense, help generate good shots, help play for one another. I think trying to establish the one thing since I've been here, there's always been a really, really good defensive identity. Uh, We've been good defensively. You know, how do we tomorrow start in training camp? you know, build back to having an identity on defense. All those things become critical, and I think when you're starting over like that with some new people coming in, some younger guys having maybe more opportunity, um, that takes time for all that to come together and work together, and that's got to be, you know, the the first thing, you know, starting off tomorrow uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, coach, um, Shea Gildress Alexander
6: is a guy that he's – in his rookie year, he's already known to have like a really versatile game. And what are some of the things that you're really looking forward to trying to develop to make a little bit better, or just
3: be able to use in your offense moving forward? Um, you know, he's he is a great kid. I think the, the 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 thing that I've come to, you know, getting to know him a little bit. And again, some of these guys are new. There's only so much time you can spend with all of them, but you do get a chance to spend some. Uh, a time with them, and we'll spend a lot more starting tomorrow. Um, I think he's a guy that's really comfortable in his own skin. I think he's just a basketball player. Uh, I think his mentality is you know whatever I can do to help the team. Um, he obviously had a great rookie year. Um, he's a guy that's really driven. He, he's He's a motivated guy. Uh, he's about, I think you know he's about winning. Uh, but he's very versatile. He's got good size. He's got good length, and I think he can play in a lot of different positions in a lot of different areas on the floor.
7: Um, What's the significance of having a point guard like Chris Paul around Shea so young in his career?
3: Well, I think that we have a unique situation with three of them. You know, I throw Dennis in that category too. You know, Shea is early in his career. Dennis is kind of in the middle of his career and Chris is, you know, really the guy that's got a lot of veteran experience. So, um, I think they all can help each other. There's clearly going to be times this year where, you know, two if not three of those guys will be on the floor together. Uh, I think they can all help one another. Um, I think there will be some time getting to know one another as players. Uh, this will be the first time that any of them have played together. But I, all, I really believe that the three of them can, you know, can help one generate shots, you know, for each other, for the rest of the team. And I think that they all are smart enough and cerebral enough to play off each other.
4: Bill, you've got a situation where two of your, your most accomplished players, Chris and, and Gallo, are going to be people that obviously teams are going to have some interest in or, or could potentially have some interest in. Also, they're, over the course of their career, has been fairly injury-prone. Has, has there been any discussion yet about how you guys might manage minutes or how that might work?
3: Well, I think that you can look across the league right now. I don't think that we're any different from from any other organization. You know, the most important thing with all these guys is their health. And, um, you know, we've always done it that way with the player and the medical staff and the coaching staff, you know, working on that. But, you know, that's something that's going to be closely monitored. And I think the league has probably gotten smarter. Um, The medical science has gotten smarter. Players have gotten smarter in terms of understanding and knowing their bodies So I don't think only for for Gallo or or for Chris, you know, really it it falls into, you know, every player, you know, just making sure that physically, you know, they're at a place and spot that they can perform their best, you know, while they're out there. So, um, again, I think it's not only for us, but I think it is league-wide is something that everybody's going to take a look at.
8: Billy, just looking at your roster, it seems like you're going to have to have guys who are playing roles or positions that they're not necessarily used to playing how consistent do you want to keep those throughout the year, and how how do you manage guys, you know, a, adjusting to their new roles throughout the season?
3: Yeah, I you know again, I I think when you start taking perimeter players and moving them to the front court, you take a front court player and move them to the perimeter. Those are the the, the hardest adjustments. But like for, you know, like a guy like Hami per se you know he can play the two and the three you know if you ever tried to go small and play him at the four that would probably be something a little bit different that he'd have to you know adjust to um you know same thing you know with Andre he's played in so many different positions um so if you're on the perimeter I I always say this as a player the more positions you know you can play and the more things that you can pick up it certainly gives our roster a lot more flexibility to play different lineups um You know, for example, like New Orleans is never going to play a small forward spot. This is not going to happen, right? So, But there's other guys that can move around. Like Shea's a guy that can play the one, the two, the three. He can kind of play all over the place. Uh, You know, Chris last year, you know, at times was off the ball as well. So, you know, that's that's what you have to do is they've all got to – how well can they all complement each other, you know, inside their role? And I do think having versatility on the perimeter, um, those guys will be able to do that. As I said earlier, I think when you start moving around from you know perimeter to, to front court, that's always a little bit more takes a little bit more time.
5: Last question for Coach. Okay. Go ahead, Coach. Yeah, Coach. Uh, Steven Adams has shown flashes of being a dominant player. How does these changes affect his role?
3: I don't think so. You know, Steven has always been a team-orientated guy. Um, we need him to do the things that he's always done well. We need him to defend. He's going to be you know, in a ton of pick and roll coverage. Uh, We need him to rebound, protect the rim. I mean, those things are important. Certainly his ability to run the floor and to give us a post presence. Um, Steven's always been a really unselfish player as it relates to passing the basketball and trying to incorporate other guys uh, offensively. So, you know, again, I don't want to put, you know, with with Paul and Russell and Jeremy, them not being here and having kind of three starters out there, I think it would be unfair to say, okay, Steven's got to now emerge into something. He needs to keep being the player he's been. And since I've been here, he's progressed every year and has gotten better. And my guess is he will improve this year and get better as well.
9: Yeah, Chris, Barry Trammell with Theo Gorman. How you doing? What's
10: going on? Long
3: time, no see.
10: Long time. Right. You ain't got to say your name.
9: You're going to get a bad reputation treating me like that. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, what's it like for you being back? It's got to be strange. You've been on a contender five, six years. Now you're coming to a team that doesn't really know what it is. Tell us your thoughts about joining the Thunder.
10: Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, definitely um, different being back. Um, I mean, I had an opportunity to start my career here in 2005, so uh, blessed and fortunate to be back. I actually got to see God guy, David, at the top of the ramp who was still working here when I was a rookie, you know what I mean? So, just to see him again, uh, seeing a lot of familiar faces has has been uh, really cool. Uh, Chris, coming in, just what
11: do you see as your main role with, especially with such a young
10: team? Uh, to hoop, to hoop, play basketball. Um, I, I'm excited. You know, it's funny because a lot of people try to tell your truth or try to tell your story and say what you want and all this different type stuff. but. Uh, I'm excited about the opportunity, uh, I'm excited about our team, and excited about building. Uh, Chris,
5: you said that you feel better physically than you have throughout your career. What changes did you
10: make and what's led you to feel better? Uh, a few changes here and there. You know what I mean, uh, you just always trying to evolve, always trying to learn get better. And um, that's that's what I tried to do this summer. Um, and like I said, I'm excited. The training staff has been amazing since day one, Since uh, the trade happens, so I'm excited about uh, about
6: hoping Chris talked to Shea Gilchis Alexander a few weeks ago, and he said that one of the things that he really loves about your game is just your understanding of the geometry of floor spacing and just of the game in general. Um, just in your limited time with him, then as a competitor last year in those few games you guys played, like do you see similar uh, potential in him to see the floor like you do? Uh, Shea can
10: play. Uh, I was a fan of his while he was at the Clippers, and uh, I actually still, uh, probably contrary to popular belief, I have a lot of uh, friends that still work within the Clippers organization, so uh, especially Jason Powell, the head trainer, I, used, I mean, I don't want to get him in trouble, but I talk to him all the time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, J- J.P. and even Sam Cussell, uh used to rave to me about Shay all the time, and I used to tell him I used to, Love watching him hoop, and um, it was crazy. I actually saw him in some at summer league uh, after he had been traded, and I was telling him, you know, I'm excited for you. You know, I, I love to watch you play, and we talked. Who would have knew a week later we'd be teammates? <laughs> you know, so um, I'm I'm a fan of his, and uh, I'm excited about the opportunity to to watch him, but also to play with him.
7: How is the focus different from this year as opposed to past years in your career?
10: Um, it doesn't change. Man, I, I tell you, I I'm, I am who I am. Uh, I'm excited about our team. we going to go out to win every single night. You know, I always say unless they start playing where you can put seven other guys on the court, or eight, on the, eight guys on the court, not five, then we're in trouble. But uh, I'm excited about what we have.
2: Chris, uh, Eric Horn, the Oklahoman. Um, how do you feel about your tenure in Houston? Y'all obviously had a lot of success. But then, you know, on the way out, reports of you and James and, and how you guys kind of you know, clashed on court. How do you feel about how the way things ended in Houston?
10: Uh, it's tough. Uh, I enjoyed my two years there. It was, it was amazing, had some unbelievable opportunities, made some great relationships, but it's business. You know, things happen. You know, I wish them nothing but the, the best, you know, and like I said, people always try to tell your story or try to tell your truth, but uh, I have to be who I am, you know, and, you know, continue to do that, and I think everything else will take care of itself.
9: Yeah, Chris, you're 34. Still, you're 34. Jeez. I'm 58, so uh, you, you're fine. How tough is it? To, to keep playing at the level you're playing, you, you don't look like your game's falling much, if any. Oh, you, you! How long will you be able to keep doing this, playing at the elite level you have?
10: Uh, it's competition. I think that's the thing that fuels me. It's competition, and uh, always trying to get better, uh, always trying to pay attention, uh, seeing how I can improve. I got an unbelievable team around me, people who try to help me day in and day out. But it's it's the competition of it, and, and you know, having the opportunity to have a, a number of really good friends who did it for a long time, too. You know what I mean, I got a chance to see D-Wade, you know, Melo, and, you know, you see Braun at year 17 and how he is. So having that, um, I had veterans I played with, like, Chauncey Billups. Um, uh, I played with Grant Hill his last year. You know, so you're always just trying to figure out ways. Uh, I eat a lot different now than I did when I used to go up, ride out to Southern Nazarene for practice every day it's just it's just all about learning and evolving
4: chris ed murray from oeta you talk about happy to be back what are you remember about your first stay here in oklahoma city we all had the famous charles barkley to have cows in your backyard thing but Uh, what what do you remember your first journey here in oklahoma city
10: man it was a lot you gotta remember my first time ever leaving winston-salem north carolina was coming here to oklahoma and the fans were unreal (laughs) Uh, uh, unbelievable. And, um, you know, me and my brother had a house out in Edmond um I used to eat Charleston's every day pregame. You know, uh, but it's it's amazing to see, you know, how much the city's changed. Um, coming here to play uh, on opposing teams, you know, it's just certain stuff you remember. Like, we used to come out to the same song, you know, it's the prayer before the game, but to see, the community and the people. That's what I always said is, you know, the people here, the fans here make this city what it is. And, you know, it's crazy our life comes full circle. Now I got my, I got kids. (laughs) I have two kids and, you know, to bring them out here, they came out here this weekend to to see me, them and my wife. It's cool to give them perspective because,
6: you know, it's, it's, it changes. Chris, like you said, you, you've been here before, but you weren't here when Sam – you haven't been here since Sam Press. He's been the GM. Right. So, uh, I'm just curious, what have the communication between uh, you and him been like and what have you, your impressions been of him thus far?
10: Man, it's been great. Sam has been uh, amazing. Uh, him, everybody, Donnie Strike, everybody within the organization just, you know, asking if my family needs anything. They, they have helped out tremendously, so I'm extremely grateful for that. And, uh, you know, the dialogue's been been really good.
8: Hey, Chris. Danielle Dwyer, Fox 25 Sports, all the way back here. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of back, piggybacking off the question before. Coming back, have you had a chance to kind of get around the city? How have you seen it change since you were here the first time? And what memories maybe come back to you from when you were here the first time?
10: Uh, I haven't got around the city quite yet. Uh, I went to an escape room with my kids yesterday, and I went to go see Abominable, something like that, at, at the movie theater. So it's a lot different. When, when I was here, it was just me and my brother, you know, and now uh, it'll just be me here with my family coming to visit as much as possible. Um, I won Rookie of the Year here, you know, and it was funny. We were shooting the day at the gym, and somebody asked me something about Oklahoma and uh, who was it, Dennis? Dennis didn't even know <laughs> that I lived here for my first two years, you know, but uh, I don't know if that's dating me or what's, what's happening, but um, to see the familiar faces is, is really cool and I'm, I'm excited for, you know, like my parents to come to a game or whatnot because this, this was home for two years. Two
2: more questions. Go ahead Chris, uh, kind of piggybacking on what Barry was talking about in terms of health, um, you know. You have friends in the league who are obviously into the, the load management, whether it's LeBron or other guys. Yeah, where do you see the future of players in terms of, you know, load management and balancing that with, you know, wanting to play a lot and being competitive but also having to be worried about your health as well.
10: Yeah, I don't know. I can't speak for anyone else. You know, everyone has their own thing, their own routine and uh, it's something that I know I'll discuss with our team here. But I coming from a perspective of knowing that I've been injured before You know, I just know that whenever I do have the opportunity to play, I enjoy playing because you get perspective when you're injured and you can't play, you know, so that when I'm able to play, I want to play. You know, so um, like I said, I can't speak for anyone else, but uh, it's nothing like hooping, nothing. Nothing like hooping, so. Hey, Chris, uh, you talked about the change
12: in your diet. What steps are you taking to ensure, you're on a plant-based diet, so what steps are you taking to ensure that you have enough protein to help out with muscle recovery as the season goes on?
10: Uh, I was blessed and fortunate to executive produce a documentary movie called Game Changers. Go watch it. (laughs) It's a nice little plug. I appreciate you. Come out out first, I think, uh, October 1st. Go check it out. (laughs) Right.
11: Uh, Steven, heading into uh, this year, just what's different or does the feel different, the training camp feel different than obviously in past seasons for you?
0: Um, oh, man, a bit of a loaded question, mate. Um, yeah, obviously we've got different players and whatnot. Uh, the feel itself, no. Uh, one thing this organi- organization does really well is, you know, you keep consistent with the values. doesn't matter really who the who the players are. You've still got to uphold them. You know, we got to say we still represent Oklahoma. Uh, the people here, so it ain't like you know, this player leaves. Oh, it's all good. no. We still have a duty to the people that we have to fulfill. If that makes sense. Yeah.
2: Stephen, I just wanted to ask you, what was it's it like right? for Hey, how you doing? Yeah, tough ground, you mate,
0: yeah.
2: Oh, what was it like for you to hear that that Russell got traded? I mean, since you spent your entire career with him, uh, what was that like for you?
0: Uh, I mean, it was it's obviously tough. You get. Um, it's gonna hit you somewhere, no matter what, who the player is, you know. Um, whoever's, whoever I've had uh, played with on the um, on the Thunder organization, like I've always had like somewhat of a relationship. So it's always hard to get, you know. It's just a just a shit part about the um, about the game that we play. You know, you get traded, but that's just comes with it, you know. But in terms of like personal relationships, like it just affects that a little bit, you know. Still going to be there, but then you're like, ah, I don't get to see him as often. Yeah. No. So, yeah,
13: obviously it's a bit tough, mate.
0: But, yeah. you you deal with it, mate. Still above ground.
13: Uh, on a lighter note, is this the year we're going to see you step out and start shooting some threes? Uh, I don't know, mate.
0: Uh, We've got to, you know, still focus. Keep focus on what the game plan is. If that's the thing, then, yeah, I'm not going to just come out and be like, ah. Maybe now's a good time to jack up a couple of threes. Like it's it's got to be calculated, you know. This ain't like Rex in a basketball. He's got to be rather, you know. It's still it's still taken very seriously, you know. It shouldn't be just like this. Time to experience stuff. No, no. Still got to, our, our whole thing, because we're still competitors, yeah. So we're still going to try and win the games,
1: obviously. Come out, play hard, work hard, you know. Stephen, right here. As a spokesperson for beef, what are your thoughts on Chris Paul's plant-based diet? As a coach, yeah,
0: that's a <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, I'm 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 sticking by meat, mate. I mean, I'm a huge fan of meat. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of meat. Either way, quite impressive though the stuff, eh? The the science behind it, it's pretty impressive. we will say that. But I don't know, might be a little locker room debate. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, mate. We'll see.
5: Okay, yeah, Cliff Brown, Associated Press, over here. I, so just your thoughts on having Chris Paul as a teammate and just your impressions of him over the years and then being able to play with him now.
0: Uh, my impression over the years, uh, he's just like a little court general, you know. He seems like he's uh, he knows how to control pace really, really well, uh, which is a huge deal, especially when you're, when you're playing with a very, very big deal. Um, yeah, just take that for now, mate. You know, obviously there's a long list of things you can be here all day, but yeah, it's, uh, it'll be good to see what uh, yeah, kind what he does here, you know. Stephen Nerland,
8: right? Oh. Nerland's mentioned. Oh, Hello, by the way. Hi, good to see you. Um, Nerland's mentioned that your offense is going to be shifting, and obviously it has to with new personnel. Have you gotten a sense yet of how how different your offense is going to be and in what ways you're going to tweak it? Um,
0: well, it's the NBA itself is shifting anyway. I mean, you get the whole um, everyone's sh- stretching threes and stuff like that. Obviously, that's the I guess face value sort of thing, yeah. Um, but how the game is evolving itself is that there's going to be less pick and rolls. Right, there's more handoff situations, right? Yeah, but you know, you understand the difference, eh? Yeah. So there's more handoffs rather than pick and rolls um, in today's game, which just it's 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 just different and it's a lot more difficult. So a lot more teams are running that. Um, I mean, I can't give you our what we because I mean we started training game here. Today, I mean we practiced some stuff, but it's kind of across the board. So in terms of our offense, it will be probably along maybe along with that
13: trend, you know. Stephen, Steven uh, so you're the veteran on the team now as far as being with the organization a while um, we got a bunch of new faces what are some things that you're excited about passing on down to that next generation and sort of continuing the culture that we've built here uh, what am I excited about yeah from passing on?
0: I mean it's just it's always good just to meet new people mate uh, listen to their stories where they come from They're amazing backstories, eh, these players you know, some of the stuff they go through and how they came about, you know, there's not many people that make it to the NBA, so that's you know, some pretty good stories, mate. So it'll be good to like, just learn about that. In terms of what I pass on, well, oh, whatever sticks sticks, you know. <laughs> you know there might be a bit of a, I don't know, cultural difference or whatever, but hey, they walk away with something from me, even if it's just like, oh, he says, mate, it's like, oh, good enough, mate. Yeah, good enough. It's good enough for me.
6: Uh, Stephen, piggybacking off that a little bit. Um, when you think back to your rookie year in 2014, you had Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Like, are there any, any anything in particular that you've taken from that year when you were learning amongst you know All Star vets that you um, have kind of taken from that year as your career has gone along that you will probably you know pass along to uh, Justin Patton, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, just to show them show them the way basically to make it in the NBA. Yeah. Um- I mean, the formula is pretty. I mean, the
0: formula is pretty, pretty simple. Obviously, you just got to work hard, be consistent. You know, there's all those sorts of things. But yeah, it's it's the consistent thing that's difficult. Like you could come across. You know, someone can tell you like, oh, there's a secret source. Doesn't you can't get around it, mate. You got to be very consistent and very. And it, it ain't just like coming in and just getting up mindless shots. If that makes sense. Like you could be. You have to be really focusing in on what you're trying to get better. That's the thats the biggest difference. I actually learned that from um, Nick, Nick Collison, actually. Um, you know, the, just the attention to detail uh, is what you're gonna, get for. and then obviously your talent comes in, you know, your body comp, or that sort of yada yada. So y- you control that if you could be consistent with how much focus training you do. Um, you know, obviously, put yourself in the best position, off you could be wrong on that, <laughs>
4: just taking a say of it. Two
0: more questions, go ahead Aaron. Steven, with Russell
2: leading this team for as long as he has, who leads this team now? Um, is it guys like you and Andre who've been there the longest, or is it a guy like a Chris Paul who who comes in and you say is a floor general? What
0: do but, you mean by leading?
2: I mean, you could probably tell me, uh, what what makes a leader of an NBA team? What? what, what I mean, whether it's something that Russell did or something that you see from other guys or even yourself, yeah. you know, who, who would be the leaders and what would make the leaders of this team now?
0: Well, it depends on, um, I think we might be thinking of the same thing. So when, when I see a leader, there, there's, obviously you have a team. And obviously their skill sets vary, right? So if you have a leader, um, it depends on who it is like, you know, you get someone who leads from the back, get someone who leads from the front doesn't really matter. The main thing is that everyone's on the same page, right? More so than just, oh, this guy, you know, he's the one, he's the spokesperson. And Russ has been that guy, which is good. Like, he's ran it perfectly. But when you say, like, oh, this person does, like, who's going to lead it exactly? You don't really, you don't really choose. You know what I mean? You don't want to, like, I ain't going to, let come in and start trying to be like Russ, if that makes sense. Because that's not who I am. I think it'll just be injustice to people because I'm just trying to fake it, if that makes sense. I'm more of a quiet guy. Make sure, you know, I'll talk to you. Make sure you get it just a bit outside of, you know, outside of the circle. Does that make sense? You yeah, know. So that could be seen as being a leader in itself. But regardless, the main thing is that everyone's on the same page. If you could accomplish that through yeah. everyone being a leader or in their own way, then cool. Because we expect the rookies to show, I mean, uh, say the people that have been here for two years, we expect them to be somewhat of a leader in that sense, right, to the rookies, as well as the veterans and so forth. So, yeah. So I was asking like, what do you mean exactly, right? Like, you know, it's long list, mate.
3: Long list.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? Confused the show, people, huh? Fucking <laughs> hell, yeah, mate, yeah. He's looking at me like I'm speaking, buddy. Yeah, but yeah, it's, I guess it's just normal workplace as well. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's normal workplace stuff. I mean, there's, there's a hierarchy organizationally. But, you know, in itself, if you're trying to accomplish something, there's you don't really look at that. It's more just coming together, same page, forward. Body language helps.
14: Stephen, uh, wondering if you happen to hear any uh, rumours in the My off-season season. About your name and trades, did you catch any of that? What was that, sorry, mate? Did you happen to catch any uh, rumors like we heard about your name being attached to trade rumors? And, and do you just deflect that stuff?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's look, it ain't it ain't this thing where you just read about it and like, oh, that's unfortunate, and then you're just surprised that it happened to you. Like, you know, what I mean, like it's you know, if it's happening to someone else, then obviously there's a chance that it might happen to you. Like, that's just it's common sense, mate. But, well, yeah, it's, I mean, it still affects you in some way, um, you know, because you're human. Yeah, I mean, and you care. Like, you know, if you care about something like this, obviously I care about the organisation here. But, again, we, we're here because we're trying to support the organisation itself, and the organisation needs to do well, right? So that you have to keep that in mind, right? You're just here to help. And if you could, if you could place your brick, whatever you want to call it, you know, your little stuff on the history that it's about to um, create then that's that's a privilege you know that's just cool. So even if they did trade I't you know it's, it's obviously just a huge honor and I know with every player that's played here it's been a huge honor to just contribute to the history that Oklahoma is making because it is a I think it is a very special organization small markets doing really really well for itself you know So I mean that's that's huge in itself. Answers, huh? Yeah. Sorry if I touch a foot. Thank you, thank you. See you tomorrow. Always
11: a pleasure. Never a trouble. Andre, just coming in. Just how are you feeling?
15: Uh, I feel great. You know. Uh, excited for training camp. Excited for the new guys, and excited for this new journey.
4: Andre, where are you just in terms of what you can do and, and uh, what's this, this summer been like for you in that regard?
15: Uh, I mean, Sam Presti said i will be in training camp, so at this point I'm full go. I'm um, excited. Um, expected to be participating in pretty much most of the training camp um, and see how things go day by day. So. Yeah,
5: Cliff Brown, Associated Press. Can you just put in the perspective what this last year and a half has been like and then just what it means to be in this position now?
15: Um, This last year and a half, man. A lot of ups and downs. Um, But, uh, you know, it's taught me a lot about myself, about my body, um, just about the game in general and, you know, just kind of reflect on my life and it's just been taking me down certain paths that, you know, Mm -hmm. Only I can explain, but um, no, it's just been a great, you know, character builder, um, and great to see the game from a different perspective, um, and just a teaching moment in my life. I think um, that I can learn from and kind of apply to basketball now and life as well. So,
6: Andre, you obviously know where you're at way more than we do, but uh, just mentally, um, whenever the season does start, depending on how much you've been able to go practice and practice in preseason. Are you open to whatever role that Billy Dom sees fit for you? Whether that's you know, let's just say you go right back into the starting role, or if you have to come off the bench, are you okay with whatever the team deems necessary? I mean, I say this every year. I mean, I always
15: do what's uh, what's asked of me and uh, what what Billy asks of me. Um, but my job is to go out there, compete to the best of my ability, go hard every day, and try to help my teammates win games. Whether that's coming off the bench, starting, I'm go out there do. Do my job and you know play hard as I can for the team.
8: Andre, how have you changed your approach to your rehabs since November compared to pre-November when you had that setback?
15: Uh, just taking it a little slower. Um, no need to rush. Uh, I just definitely didn't feel any pressure, especially knowing how long it was gonna be able to heal. Kind of my term, so. I took my time, kind of like took a step back, reevaluated myself and what I was doing wrong. And I also, I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, CP helped me change my diet to a uh, plant-based as well. So it'd be interesting to go down that journey with him. Um, but um, it's good, you know, I learned a lot, especially what I'm putting in my body, what my body needs, um, just learning myself in general. So um, it's been real cool. Do you feel that you
7: can get back to the same level defensively that you were before your injury? Yes,
15: I definitely do. <clears throat> definitely do. Um, I feel like i got glimpses of it now. Um, pretty much just got to get in shape, game shape, and drop a couple LBs but outside of that. Um, I'm good to go, and I feel like I'm already there in my opinion. Just a little bit off timing-wise. So, Andre, do
9: you know where you are physically or do you still need to get out there and scrimmage your game situation and find out? Or, or how confident are you and where you are physically?
15: Um, with the little playing I've been doing, I, I kind of know where I'm at. Um, like I said, I got a little ways to go in terms of, you know, at an elite level. Um, granted, when we're playing pickup, it's not elite or when I'm working out. Um, it's not at, you know, game-like speed or game-like rep, reps. So I can only get that in-game, which, you know, so preseason's for, us, kind of getting that timing back. And um, just excited to be back out there on the floor in the rhythm of things. And it's going to be fun to kind of shake off that rustiness. But I look forward to it.
11: Andre,
2: I asked Stephen this a little while ago, but um, I was asking about with Russell gone and him being the leader uh, for so long at this team, who are the leaders of this team now? Who do you see are the guys that are kind of going to take the take the charge or take the – The torch from Russell.
15: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, first and foremost, our point guard. You know, CP. He's been in this league a while. Um, He knows what to, you know, expect from opponents and kind of can trickle that information down to us uh, as well as the guys that's been in it. Me, Steve, Calinari. You know, Nerlands. Been in this league for you know a while. Kind of know what to expect on a night in, night out basis. So, um, you know, kind of look to that core. Guys, that kind of lead the charge in terms of helping these young guys out um, and kind of building their games and uh, turning into long NBA careers. So, be good.
6: And uh, Andre, I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know to what extent you've been able to go like practicing against the uh, your teammates preseason-wise, but if you have, like, what are some things that you've noticed about like defending Shea Gilgis Alexander or Darius Baisley? Is there anything special that you see in their ga- in their potential?
15: Oh, they got a, they got a tremendous upside, a lot of potential. Um, I mean, from what I watched last year with Shea, I mean, pickups always different. Um, but you know, from what I watched, you know, uh, he's very explosive. Looks to get teammates involved, and uh, you know, you know, plays the game the right way. You know, know when to take his shots, but also know when to get guys involved. So um, it's going to be interesting, uh, especially you know, matchups, lineups, and all that. Uh, Kind of see who's all playing together, um, so it's definitely gonna be a journey, and uh, you know, excited for it.
13: Hey Andre, uh, you've been out for a while, as we all know. You know, you're you're a professional at this. You love the game a lot. What's the one thing that you're just ready to get back out there and do? You know, the one thing maybe you missed the most over the last year and a half.
15: Uh, locking people up, honestly. Uh, just getting back to my roots, first and foremost. Uh, and uh, you know, you know. Let's just put it this way: some of these guys been a little bit too happy, and too free. So.
14: Hey Dre, uh, speaking of locking up, when you play the Rockets, would you rather lock up Harden or Russell? <laughs>
15: uh. Honestly, I know I'm going to play a little bit of both, but uh, I think it would be cool to go against Russ, honestly. I mean, I've been battling at it with James for quite some time, and like Russ is my brother. So it's definitely going to be a little different on the other end of the spectrum, but I look forward to it for sure.
2: Eric, the last one. Dre, I think last week I was talking to and he and he, he mentioned something about, you know, with the changes the team has had, it's going to force you all to play basketball, and that it's going to be good for the young guys to, to play in a different kind of offense. What do you see this offense looking like without you know dominant ball ball dominant guys like Paul George and Russell Westbrook?
15: Uh, we're going to have to play more together. Um, you know, granted we still got guys that can go out and you know create shots for others, um, but we have to play more as a unit. Just kind of have more of a motion to it, I guess you could say. Still kind of have the same content, uh, concepts, run out, fast break, you know, try to push the ball. I mean, that's the way the game is right now. So um, kind of, you know, similar to playing style, but, you know, not so much ISO ball in a sense. Um oh, man, you know, kind of sharing and playing it with a more sense of togetherness, I guess you can say. Not that we did in the past, but, yeah. Just younger guys, I guess, to teach the game
16: to. Thank you, Greg.
15: Uh, Dennis, just coming into this
11: year, just how do you see this, The obviously, the departures, how does that change this? what this team is all about?
17: I mean, it was, uh, first off, a lot of changes. Um, but I think the, the approach is the same. Um, just go out every night, every practice, try to get better, and. Play as hard as as you can, and um, I think that's what we're trying to do. It's what we uh, try to do all season with uh, the the new guys, and um, go from there.
5: Yeah, yeah. Cliff Brun, Associated Press. Your thoughts on the opportunity to play with and learn from Chris Paul?
17: I mean, he had an amazing career. Um, I mean, he. I watched him when I wasn't in the NBA. I watched him a lot. Um, and, uh, it's pleasure, um, and it's a pleasure and it's an it's honor um, to play with him and um, see what he, what he does um, before practice, after practice, how he recovers, how he do treatment. Um, I think it's going to be a good learning experience
6: as well. Uh, Dennis, I talked to Sam uh, a few days ago about the, you know, having three ball primary, primary ball handlers on the team. So from a player's perspective, what's that like to know that you're, I mean, I'm assuming you're not going to be all on the floor at the same time all the time, but what's that like to know that you've got Chris and Shea and yourself to go out there and create for the offense?
17: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's good that a lot of people can create, you know, uh, for our teammates. And um, I think to have three uh, ball handlers, um, we'd probably be on the same uh, at the same time on the court as well try new things, and um, I think it's great for us as a team.
4: Oh, I thought was Sorry. Dennis, uh, you mentioned the possibility of the three of you guys on the floor at the same time. Billy also said there will be times when it's two or maybe even three of you. Have you thought what that might look like if you, Chris, and Shay are all on the floor together?
17: I mean, it's, like I said, everybody can bring it up. Um... And we try to make it as fast as possible. Um, we can get out and run, create for each other. And um, I never played like that before. Um, in the national team, I played like that. And, and it's pretty fun.
18: Hey, Dennis. Brandon from Daily Thunder. Uh, I know you got married this offseason. How's married life treating you? Uh, it's been great
17: so far. Um, I got a little maze, almost eight months, um, great life, uh, everything uh, been great. And um, I'm looking forward to this season, you know, a lot of changes like I said. And uh, yeah, enjoying it.
10: <laughs> Thank
8: you. Dennis, you mentioned the national team, obviously other than the pride of playing for your country. What did you get from that experience this year at the World Cup?
17: I think it's, it always helps me. Um, just, you know, leading the team, um, just being with other guys, playing against European teams. Um, physicality is way different. So uh, it helped me again, um, leading my team and uh, being physical. Dennis, uh, how do you think this offense is going to look different without um, without Paul and, and Russell on the team? Like I said before, uh, we got three you know point guards now who can create, and I um, think the ball movement uh, going to be um, a lot this year. Um, I think everybody can uh, can run out, um, get the ball, and uh, create for each other, and um, I think that's this going to be. Um, different.
9: Dennis, you guys went last uh, last year. People looked at your roster and said, "Hey, this is one of the best in the NBA in terms of talent, a contender." This year, they're not saying that. They're saying, oh, it "Looks a little rebuilding, not quite as elite of talent." Whether or not you think that's true, what do you, how, how do you mentally approach a season when you're not considered among the elite in the NBA?
17: I mean, we like I said, we're going out every night and try to win uh, every game, you know. Um, we're not going into a game and say we're going to lose that one. Um, I think everyone in this group, you know, um, is competitive um, and wants it. And I think uh, that's how we got to approach the season. I'm playing with Chris Paul, do you see yourself becoming more of a scorer as opposed to last year? I mean, last year um, I just tried to do whatever, um, like just playing with energy, you know, defensively, try to help. Um, I think this year, you know, with Chris Paul, um, me and him, you know, we just got to be on the same page um, offensively and defensively. I think um, we, we just got to be on the same page and uh, I think we'd be good.
8: Dennis. You mentioned a lot of the pros to having free ball handlers on the court, but what are the challenges there figuring that out?
17: I mean, we got to figure it out in uh, training camp, you know, um, see see how it goes. And um, um, I think it's the, it's, the, it's the best way to learn it in training camp and see how we go from there. Uh,
11: Dennis, team back up with uh, Mike. mic. Hopefully I'm saying it right, Mascala. Just... What's that going to be like for
17: you? Yeah, uh, that's my guy. Um, we've been uh, since the first year. He was in uh, Spain, I remember. Then he came half a season. He came to Atlanta. And um, since then, we've been together. So uh, he's um, he's amazing off the court, on the court, you know, um, works hard, um, doing everything for the team. And uh, just to be around him, you know, uh, it's going to keep me happy and um, everyone else in the locker room. Anybody else? The
18: last
17: one, the And When
9: you talk about Chris, he's 34 now. Do you guys still look at him as the same superstar type talent he was? And w- what's keeping him going at such an, an advanced age?
17: Uh, how he reads the game. Um, I think uh, he's one of the best ones who, who who ever played this game. You know, reading the game, and I think he got a lot of weapons still, and um, he's he's still a superstar. He was a superstar, and he's he is still now. So, um, looking forward to it to work with him and um, see. Uh, Danilo, um
2: you just had your best season as a thirty-year-old. Um, what do you attribute that to being able to play the best basketball of your career this late in your
16: career? Um, I think it's a mix of experience and then being being able to be healthy the whole, the whole season, um, and so you you mix these two things together and and that the season like last year come, comes up.
11: When you look at just joining this uh, squad, it's made uh, obviously some. Big overhaul since last year, but what do you see as your role?
16: Um, well, I think um, on and off the court, being being a good vet because we have a lot of uh, young guys, and and then just bring bring to the table what I've been bringing for the last I don't know more than ten years.
9: Dino, uh, well, tell us about your. Your emotions and thoughts when you heard about the trade. You're on a Clipper team last year that surprised everybody, and everybody's talking about the bright future. And then all of a sudden, you're you're in a different situation.
16: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know it's part of the business now. You know, so after so many years in the league, you know that that kind of stuff can happen. And uh, I'm just excited for the new, uh, the new page, the new season. And so there is a new excitement every time there is something new and, and a new season. And so uh, that's, that's how I'm feeling right now. Danilo, you, you've lived in
12: New York and in L.A. Uh, what are your thoughts so far of Oklahoma City?
16: Well, everybody mentions these two cities, but nobody mentions Denver. That's my favorite city. Because uh, I was there for so many years, so was, you know, in the States is my base, my second home. But um, I think that OKC um, is is a great city because you uh, you have the chance, first of all, to, foc- to focus on on basketball, and, and and then this this is our job, this is our passion. That's what we love to do every day, and and OKC is a great city to uh, to do that. Danilo.
14: Uh-
16: do you expect to be here the entire year? Um, well, is is uh, like I said, you know, the NBA is uh, is a crazy business sometimes, and so as as players, we, we can control uh, what we can control, and and I cannot control that that part of the business, and so my focus is just to come in every day and do my job.
18: Danilo, oh. you came over with Shea. What do you like most about his game?
16: um he's uh first of all he's a great guy that loves to spend loves to play basketball loves to spend time in the gym and um he's a great guy off the court too and he has a great potential and so um to see how he improved last year from the beginning to the season to the end of the season it was amazing and so he's going to continue to get better and i'm excited for him how excited are you to play with chris paul I am very excited because he's a uh, he's a great point guard, great guy. He's one of the best point guards in the league. Um, uh, he's a all of famer, all of famer in my my opinion. And so, um, you know, all these things together makes me very excited.
2: Danilo, when when a guy has success against a particular team, do they remember?
16: Do they remember
2: that? Because last year you were you were awesome against the Thunder. I mean, you you, you destroyed uh, it.
16: Uh, well, I, I don't know if I'm here because of that, but um, uh, but uh, may, maybe they do remember, maybe not. Um, but um, I don't know why I played uh, very good the old season against them. I don't know. And, and another one is
2: um, it, you're a guy that, for your size, you're very good shooting off the dribble. It, where does that come from? When did you recognize that you had that skill in your in your skill set? Um, I,
16: I think that it was uh, growing. Up, I grew up as a pointer since I was 15, 14. I played as a pointer, and and I think that, that that's the secret that that helps a lot. Being being uh, my size and be able to do that.
11: You talk about uh, playing since you were such a young age, just. How have you seen just the the sport of basketball grow, especially overseas, compared uh, to when you first started?
16: Uh, it's, uh, it's changed a lot and it's amazing the process of uh, of basketball, NBA basketball. Uh, since I came in in 2008, um, it's it's such a global business and a global game. That makes me excited, honestly, every summer to be able also to travel with the NBA and for the NBA to uh, different countries all over the world. And and knowing that, you know, for example, Italian kids, they know more about the NBA than what they know about Italian basketball. And so, uh, it's it's amazing. Manny Lee of Oklahoma.
8: What does playing for your national team give you that playing in the NBA doesn't do?
16: Um, Well, I think that that there is not something that the the Italian national team doesn't give or give that the NBA gives or doesn't give. Um, I think it's just special for us uh, growing up in Italy uh, with – that culture for us to represent the country something special we grew up with that dream we dream about uh, playing for the national team before we dream about the NBA and so at least my generation maybe the younger guys that we got in the team is a little different they know more about the NBA than what I knew when I was a little kid so uh, but it's, it's, it's a great honor
11: Just first of all, a lot of overhaul during the um, offseason. Just what's the mindset of you as you head into this new year and and now a veteran?
19: Uh, I mean, same mindset. Just get better each and every day. Uh, Come out and compete. Like I said, we got a new team, so just getting everybody on the same page. And uh, just making the best of it.
5: Yeah, uh, Cliff Brun, Associated Press. Uh, Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, you look like you put on some, some muscle, some weight. You
19: oh, know? you noticed that, huh? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even wear this tight jersey, up. but you know, it's, a, it's an extra <laughs> large, you got small on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
5: uh, so what What you do in the off season, and uh, how much weight have you put on, if
19: any? Uh, I'm not sure how much weight I put on. I normally measure myself, but uh, I a lot of hard work, though. A lot of hard work in, in the weight room, uh, on the on floor, you know, just staying focused throughout the whole off season. Uh, even though I have my daughter, you know, just uh, spending time with her, but also, you know, just focus on coming to this new season with a different mindset. Of you want more, you know, uh, a new team, new opportunities. Uh, just having the confidence, uh, you know, right now, you know, I got the body for it a little bit, and like I said, just coming in, and competing each and every day.
8: Uh, Terrence, we've had some mention of how you're you're obviously going to see a different type of offense because of your new personnel. What conversations have you had? and What feel have you gotten for how, if at all, your role is going to shift?
19: Uh, I mean, not, not much yet. I mean, uh, we start training camp tomorrow. Uh, I mean, so far during, during the summer, working a lot on the ball, you know, just getting rebounds, pushing it, uh, you know, pick and roll. But like I said, I'm, I'm going to let the game flow for itself. Uh, I'm not going to try to force anything. Uh, whatever coach think is best is, is what's best and uh, for the team and uh, just taking that and making the best of it. Terrence, for um, for
2: so many years, even before you arrived, Russell's been kind of the, the leader of this team and in, in the franchise. Um, how do you see the leadership shifting now? Who who are the guys who, who are
19: leading this team now? Uh, I mean, I think everyone has a voice. Uh, it's, it's not just one leader. And you know, as a team, we have to all th- uh, come together and be on the same page. So. Uh, I think we're going to listen to whatever anybody have to say. Uh, try to make the the best out of, out of everything. And you know, just hang on the season with the right mindset of just uh, going out there competing each and every day um, and, and playing Thunder basketball to whatever that, whatever that identity is, playing the best of it.
14: Hey, Ferg, uh, at <coughs> exit interview day, Paul George was asked about you and he said he remembered in year three in his career that was the biggest change that he needed to make in his game and, and evolution. He was talking about you probably could do the same. What did you change in your game or what do you see you have to do in your game to make that next step? Uh, doing more on the
19: ball. You know, last year I had I had it easy with, uh, you know, like I said with Paul George and Russ, uh, you know, just spying up for shots. Uh, this year, you know, I want to do more on the ball. Uh, Impact the game in different ways other than just shooting the corner shot, uh, and I want to do more on the screen and roll. But like I said, I'm not going to try to force anything uh, come season. I want I want the game to flow to myself, uh, and whatever position coach put me in, I'm going to make the best of that. But like I said, I definitely want to do more on the ball.
9: Yeah, Terrence, you,
19: you've only been here a couple of years, but I
9: mean, you're one of the older standing guys on the roster, Russell. Cast such a big shadow over everything involving the Thunder. How strange is it just to walk into here, or walk into the facility, or walk in anywhere, and, and no more Westbrook?
19: I mean, we, we're still the Thunder. At the end of the day, the, the team name didn't change just because he left. Uh, like I say, he, he he did a lot for the city. Obviously, uh, we appreciate him for that. But you know, going forward, we're we're th- focused on Thunder basketball, and that's all we can focus on. Not not a certain player.
6: Uh, Terrence uh, you guys might potentially get Andre Robertson back I mean who knows 100% when he's able to return but um, you came in um, to the NBA backing him up gets hurt and you slid into a starting role eventually especially in year two um, what are you looking forward to adding him to the equation on the uh, on the roster
19: um, he's a he's a huge piece our team I uh especially on defense and, you know, just, just his voice in, uh, in general. Uh, I know last year he helped me out a lot, just always inside my ear when I'm on the bench, always talking to me about, you know, what to do next, what I can do better. So just to have him on the, on the floor while also, you know, also in my ear, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be amazing to see what kind of defense we, uh, you know, how we,
4: we pan out to be. how much, like growing up, did you watch a lot of Chris Paul? What's it like to have him be a teammate now after that?
19: Uh, it, actually, the first NBA game I watched was uh, the New Orleans Hornets versus I I forgot who, but it was it was at it was at this arena. Yeah, it was when they first moved here, I came from Tulsa. I'm not sure how I got the tickets, but we got them, and it was my first NBA game ever. It's probably the first NBA game I've ever watched, like, even online or anything. It was just that game. Uh. I don't remember much about it. I, I, was, I was a little kid at the time, uh, I, I wasn't pretty, I was just excited about just being there more than studying the game, I was just more excited about being there.
11: Uh, obviously been playing ball for a while, but if you weren't playing basketball, what other sport would you have uh, maybe gotten into?
19: I played football, I played football. I saw. I played quarterback, I played wide receiver, and I played safety. And uh, I, I quit football, I think right before I went to high school, because I want to focus on one thing. And, uh, you know, with basketball, with football in school, there's a lot to put on a plate. So I decided to go with uh, basketball because was a lot less physical. <laughs> anybody else? Did Chris Paul
20: try
19: to on a plant-based diet? Because uh, Andre switched over. it. Plant-based diet? I mean, he, I don't think he's trying to force anybody to do it. I mean, he's obviously putting it out there. Uh, I, I I would think about it, but not. <laughs> I'm not gonna make that jump as quick. <laughs> uh, Terrence, what's it
2: been like for you to? And I know you haven't had a, a lot of time yet. Yeah, You're in into training camp, but being around a, a group of a little bit younger guys, um, you know, your first couple years in the league, you were probably one of the youngest guys, if not the youngest guy on the team. And now you got Shea, you got Darius, who you, also, you share an agent with. What's that like to kind of be part of a, a younger group of guys?
19: Uh, I mean, being around them is the same. You know, they're they're all of them are mature, and all of them have the right mindset going into uh, the season, uh, as anybody. They're, they're good people off off the court. Uh, like to have fun, you know, just joking around. But when it comes, you know, game time, and practice time, you know, they're, they're super focused, and, and it's easy to adapt to players like that. Thank you, Bird. You guys. <clears throat>
11: Uh, Mike, just what's it gonna be like for you being uh, teamed back up with Dennis?
21: I'm really excited for it. We were in uh, the facility shooting together yesterday. Uh, we, yeah, we spent almost five years together in Atlanta, so I feel really grateful to be back playing with them for sure.
2: Mike, um, after the Paul George trade, uh, I believe the Thunder gave opportunities to guys who had agreed to deals with them. You know, yourself, Alec Burks, an opportunity to. To seek deals elsewhere, why did you decide to to, to stay here and, and, and continue on with the Thunder?
21: When I talked to Sam and Donnie when they came to visit me, uh, it really meant a lot to me to to show that um, that that they cared and that they wanted me to be a part of this organization. And every time I would come to play here, I always really enjoyed uh, the crowd's atmosphere and the energy in here. And um, you know, even then touring the facility here and and just kind of getting to know some of the people in the organization, I, I definitely wanted to stay here.
11: What do you see as this – your what's your role going to be with this squad?
21: Space the floor, um, you know, be ready to shoot but also play hard and, uh, you know, to kind of do some of the little things out there, talk on defense, um, you know, kind of be there for the young guys, uh, be somebody to – Talk to off the court, on the court. Um, I feel really blessed to play this game still, and um, you know if I can pass that on to some of the younger guys on the team, um, and I don't know, just just you know be be uh be vocal um, and just have fun out there. I think this game, you know, I feel really blessed to keep to still be playing this game, and um, I think the fans just want want to see people who are out there passionate. Um, playing together, playing hard, and those are things I think about when I get on the court.
13: So, coming from Minnesota, you know, sort of rule from what it sounded like, is there some correlation there with Oklahoma City? Is there anything that you're going to try out here in Oklahoma City that you might get back home or vice versa? Try out, what'd you say? Just anything, you know, maybe there's fishing or (laughs) something that you're into up there that you're looking forward to here.
21: Yeah, I tried – I tried fishing. I have tried growing up and a lot of my friends did, but I don't have the patience for it, I guess. So uh, maybe I'll I'll pick it up here. Uh, I've only tried a few times like with my uncle, most notably. But um, other than that, you know, um, I I really like the weather here so far because in Minnesota now it's already getting to be pretty cold. So uh, that's the great thing. And um, not much traffic here, which I really like. Just getting the facility 10 minutes is great. And the people are super nice here too. Um, I think there's really good restaurants here too. I like trying new spots. And um, you know, I live right next to Nerlands as well. So we're neighbors, it's kind of cool. Um, things are good so far, yeah. My,
8: Maddie Lee from Oklahoma. I wanna go back to your free agency decision. Will you walk us through how you you know, heard that Paul George and then Russell Westbrook were being traded, and what your whole thought process was
21: at that time? Yeah, my buddy called me. Uh, I was in Minnesota, where I spend the summers, and um, yeah, he called me. and Then I went online and, and saw it, and uh, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was pretty crazy, unexpected. But um, you know, that's that's the NBA, and
6: um, you yeah, moving forward. Uh, Mike, you mentioned how uh, the conversations you had with Sam meant a lot to you. I mean, is that something that's uh, unique in the NBA, a a team basically giving you, like, um, this isn't what you originally signed up for. We understand that. So here's a get-out-of-jail-free card, basically.
21: Yeah, and it also meant a lot to me that, you know, the offer was still there after that happened, too, because it was just a verbal commitment. So, you know, that, that meant a lot to me, too.
9: Yeah, Mike, uh, you've been a guy that's played against Chris Paul for a long time. Looking now as a teammate, how do you see him as a player? Um, where do you put him on the on the list of, of great players in the NBA, and what how you two might work
21: together? Yeah, you know he's a he's a legend for sure. Um, you know his ball handling, the way he sees the game, his change of pace. Um, His shooting, he he can do it all and he's been doing it for many years so uh, it's an honor to be able to play with him and share the court with him.
22: Clay Horning, Norman Transcript. Um, It seems like one of the interesting things about this team is nobody really knows what you guys might do. I mean the, the projections run the gamut. And I'm wondering, is it exciting to be on a team where you can sort of write your own future, write your own ticket? Is that a, is that a storyline that seeps into the team? Let's go see what we might do.
21: Yeah, because I, th- I think there's some I'm trying to get this mic up a little higher. But uh, I think that's that's how life is. You know, you you don't always know what the future is going to hold, and I think that's what's beautiful about basketball is that you get out there, you prepare your best, um, you know, you work together as a team, and you never know what the outcome is going to be, but you try your best. And, uh, you know, you go out there every night, you know, win or lose, you try to stick together, learn from your mistakes, and, and move forward. So uh, that's what I'm excited for for this year. Yeah. Yep.
18: Hey, Justin. Brandon from DailyThunder.com. Uh, for fans who don't know your game, what do you bring on the court? Um, uh, just like a lot
23: of other young guys, I'm bringing youth, uh, energy, energy, but my game personally, I'm just a versatile big man, uh, put the ball on the floor, shoot threes, and on defense, guard one through five
12: and uh, protect the rim. Uh, Justin, your your career has been derailed a little bit by foot injuries. How are those coming along? And are you are you ready to go for a full season?
23: Yeah, uh, I'm fully healthy now. Um, probably got the, one of, some of the strongest feet in the NBA. Got two screws. Uh, so I'm, I'm good. Uh, the adversity though, I feel like if I wouldn't have went through it and I would have got like any like type of big achievement, I wouldn't have been able to handle it all right. So just being able to humble myself through injuries and uh, the process of rehab has been great.
8: Justin Matty Lee from Oklahoma. What was the pitch that the Thunder gave you when you decided to
23: sign? Um, I think the biggest thing was uh, just me personally just developing my game um, and becoming a player. Uh, they both know, we, all, we both know uh, how big of a year this is for me and the team. So just putting those two things together was just exciting. Sorry,
8: I'm going to ask you another one. Um, when you talk about developing your game, what, what do you want to focus on the most this season?
23: Um, I think for a player like me, uh, I'm, I'm very versatile and sometimes unpredictable. So just come, come finding myself, finding out who I am as a player, uh, and, and simplifying the game, and uh, on, and uh, making the things that I do right now better, and magnifying those things.
7: How do you think this will be different from other places you've been so far?
23: Um, I've been a part of two good organizations uh Philly and Minnesota. Here is like next, like this top of the top, so. And Sam Presti is one of those guys who he is, like what he says, he, go, he comes through and uh, his big thing is development and um, his expectations for himself and the organization and myself, um, they're all, they all meet together in the same spot. So just getting better with the team.
21: Uh, just being a Nebraska guy, you see a lot of similarities here. Um, and then are you disappointed there's not a Runza <laughs> here?
23: Uh, no, I don't like runs uh, and unfortunately like the nutritionists here. They're super good So they, they cut all, all the like fast food for me and substitute it with healthy stuff. So I'm, I'm cool on that, but obviously it's like the same setting. So I feel like I'm at home uh,
6: Justin just uh, what has been like the leadership and the, the mentoring from Neurons, Noel, and Stephen Stephen Adams. What the, what the, what's that been like? And just the differences from competing against them in your career to now. Um, two two different type of teachers. Uh, Stephen is a good like teacher.
23: Uh, both good teachers. Stephen is like more of like a he thinks about every little thing, and um, he's di- done a lot of things helped me with just like leverage and like my body and learning different muscles and stuff like that to use and turn on. Um, and working with the training staff with him and just helping helping me like play stronger and play use my uh, balance points better. And for Nerlens, is just uh, on the court he helps me out a lot, just being in the right spots and X's and O's type of things and just like my mind too, my mental and just making sure I'm even killed and comfortable out there. Yeah,
9: Justin, you mentioned the team nutritionist. Is that Chris Paul? Everybody's been talking about his plant-based diet and
23: <laughs> how <laughs> no. he's. A- no, nah, he hasn't. I've seen a lot of that. Uh, obviously, you are who you're around, I guess. You are your friends. So hopefully, I'll pick up on a couple things from him. I don't know about going fully playing based but I'll pick up a couple things.
7: Um, the previous two places you've been with somewhat younger cores, and here the cores a little bit older. How's that going to be a difference for you?
23: Um, well, my core in Minnesota is pretty old. Uh, we started Todd Gibson, uh, he's a big guy, uh, Jimmy. But here, I think it's the same thing. And on any team, you got NBA vets and just being open to listening to them and coming every single day ready to learn is huge.
12: Um, you <clears throat> played under Greg McDermott over at Creighton. Did he have any influence as far as you coming to Oklahoma City because his son played here for a couple months? Uh, No,
23: uh, it's all. I'm my own brand now. um, So the decision was me, my family, and my my where I want to go in my career. But after I signed, he did tell me how great of an organization it is, and how sincere and he runs things, and how everything is clean cut and transparent. Thanks, Justin. Thank y'all.
7: Um, Nerlens, what was the whole deal with your contract situation in the off season?
24: Uh, nothing much, just you know figuring situations out, and yeah, wasn't much at all. Um,
2: Nerlens, over over here. Hey, um, you were you were number three last year, and, and now you're number nine, and obviously Chris Paul being here. Um, what was that? what was the situation there? Did you just willingly give up the number? Was there what we hear of guys like saying, hey, you got to pay for the number? Like, how did that work?
24: No, it's a pretty simple situation. Um, you know, obviously, I'm very passionate about number three. But, um, you know, I saw some saw some give or take. I had um, the blessing of having my son born uh, on July 9th. So, I thought that was a good opportunity. And, you know, CP3 got three. And, you know, I understand the significance of his you know certain things that come with that so yeah just i just kept it as simple as possible And, you know 9 is uh great valuable meaning for me so i slid over to number
7: 9 yeah okay. yeah yep Congratulations. thank you man thank you um, what led to your return come
24: here uh you said let uh let my turn um you know, just wanted to pick back up where we left off. And obviously it's a new team, so, you know, we'll have some different um, opportunities present itself. But, you know, this is a great organization and, you know, I want to continue to build where I'm at and, you know, build o- build on um, what I did last year and, you know, continue to move in the right direction.
8: New Orleans, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. How are you adjusting to the the new member of your family and name and all that whatever you share
24: yeah it's been great um man just a blessing you know just remembering things so vividly and you know just living that everyday father life is you know so special now and uh, you know catching up on sleep you know doing what we need to do to make sure he's all good and you know I'm just waiting taking it day by day
12: uh, you know it's a beautiful beautiful situation. Hey, Orleans, whenever the uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook situation happened, um, they allowed or they gave uh, Mascala and um, Alec Burks the opportunity to go ahead and kind of, you know, go back on their word and, and seek other opportunities. Uh, were, were you afforded that same opportunity or?
24: I mean, yeah, obviously most people are, you know, if they don't reach a certain point. Um, but, you know, I had a few talks with Sam, and you know I just felt confident you know in my position here and you know how I can move forward and how they can help me continue to develop. So you know I was confident in that and you know i you know I really feel like Sam is a you know special general manager that you know has a great mentality, you know not just for business but for his players and you know making sure he puts them in positions positions to succeed so you know, it wasn't really that tough of a um, decision
20: after a few conversations, and we figured it out. New Orleans, uh, to your right, um, Nick Gallo, OKCThunder.com. Uh, obviously, kind of a blank slate with this team, with you and Steven, the three point guards you have, Andre coming back. What do you see as maybe the identity of this team on the defensive side of the ball? What, What kind of team do you want to be on that end?
24: You know, I think it definitely turns up with the addition of Andre. You know, we all should know and remember how special of a defensive player he is and can be. Uh, So we have to probably start on that side of the ball and, you know, work out. You know, offense will come as it goes. I think the new style of play that we have this year will complement a lot of players, you know, looking for, you know, good opportunity. I think there's a young team that's going to be able to do a lot of things. I think Abdul Nader will surprise a lot of people this year. Um, you know, he's had a great summer as well, and he's playing really good basketball right now. So, you know, I think everything's going to present itself, and guys are going to step up when the time gives itself.
8: Garland, sorry, I'm going to go back to your free and just see one more time. Will you share with us the meaning behind your double question mark Instagram?
24: I was just, um, it wasn't nothing that serious. It was just. I think people were quick to jump the gun when I wasn't too sure about my situation yet. That's all. So when I was sure, we got another post. Uh,
21: Nerlin's uh you spent a lot of time with PG and Russ last year. Were you surprised uh, this summer when PG ultimately requested the trade? Like, Did you get a vibe something like that could happen? Or?
24: Not necessarily, you know, like I said last year that was such a close-knit group of guys, you know, the closest I've been in. So, you know, it's not really, you know, my business. I know some businesses that at the end of the day, and, you know, I love learning everything I did from Russ and PG. And, you know, I continue to keep that with me the rest of my career. But, you know, it's basketball. It's a business. You just got to keep keep on going.
22: Erlen's I recall your exit interview last year and despite a first round playoff exit, I remember you talking about just how much you appreciated being on a winning team, a team playing meaningful games, a contending team and though there's been quite a shakeup, do you see do you see any of that in this team also those possibilities contending team winning team all those things
24: You know I think people you know definitely are you know slightly sleep on the capabilities of this team you know. We have, you know, a lot of slots filled out. You know, you know the bigs with me and Steve, and you know I think that Danilo Gallinari is one of the most slept-on players. You know, every time I play against him, you know, on opposing teams, you know, he just always finds a way to get a bucket, or you know, he just he does get off. So he's a scorer that you know can be a, a great option for us. CP Shea, so we got pieces to definitely compete for sure, and I think you know we're gonna surprise some people with. You know how we put together some things over this early part of the season. You know, just with chemistry wise, and I think once that gets clicking, we'll be able to roll in the right direction with
13: some games. Yep. New Orleans, uh over here. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, other than practicing, you know, sleep depri- deprivation this summer with the new baby, what are some things that you, you know, you added to your game? Some things that you are working on? You are hoping to, you know, show out there next? You're
24: on the court. Um, You know, I've definitely uh, worked on the three ball a little bit. You know, not that I'm going to go out there and shoot five a game or anything. But, you know, just working on that, trying to expand on that. And I think I've shot it well, you know, at times. um, You know, just as a part to try to piece into my game as, uh, as my career goes along. But, you know, coach has seen the work I've, you know, tried to put in with this. So I think he'll have the confidence in me shooting the open
12: one and, you know, going from there. Hey, nerlins as the uh, elder UK Wildcat on the team, mm-hmm. um, can you tell me maybe what you've seen from uh, Diallo and from SGA this summer, um, maybe in workouts, things like that?
24: Oh, man, I've seen some great things. Um, Tommy, you know, he's a worker. He's been in there working on his shot. And I think, you know, once he gets that piece of his game, you know, the shot and the handle, you know, can get scary. We've seen what he's has been doing in the dunk contest. and scary athleticism. You know, he just got to put some things together and he can be a great player. Uh, so I expect, you know, a good season from him. Shea, uh, you know, I remember watching him at Kentucky. You know, just at the tip of my seat going crazy. Just seeing how versatile he is and you know, all the things he can do on the court. So I'm feeling real confident for him to, you know, step into a bigger role in his second year in the league and, um, you know, continue to develop He's a he's a special player.
14: Hey, and Erlins, you mentioned the uh, three point shot, you think Steven can shoot some?
24: Oh yeah, me and Steven working together. Yeah, we've been we've been um real competitive with it too, you know, to try to bring that side of it out and uh yeah, we, we, we go at it. So Stephen Steven's got a good good little stroke. I mean he can definitely uh shoot with some consistency. We uh, gets our shots up before and after practice and you know, I think me and him, you know, you get us wide open, and we hit that. We close out the second time. Thanks, Jones. Appreciate y'all.
7: How excited are you to? How excited are you to play with Chris Paul?
25: I'm really excited. Um, done, obviously, a lot of good things with this game. Um, and he's got to a point in his life that I I'd like to get to myself. So I got a lot of things to learn from him, um, and I I'll do so.
6: Uh, Chase, um, Chris said that when he when you got traded to the Thunder, he sent you some words of encouragement via text, and then he kind of smiled. and Said, and then we just became teammates a few days later. So, uh, what what was that time like, and what did Chris mean to you in those moments when your NBA career was kind of in flux at the moment?
25: Um, yeah, it was big. Um, a guy like Chris. That um, you grow up watching, um, giving you words of advice and, and kind of builds your confidence a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I said, he's been through so much in his 14, 15 years in the NBA. Um, I could only learn so much.
5: What's it like being back with Hamadou on the same team with him?
25: Um, yeah, it, it'll be really fun. Um, Playing with homie in college was was exciting. Obviously, he's a really good athlete um, and a guy easy, easy he's easy to play with. Um, and we'll have a little connection. Um, I'll know his tendencies, he'll know mine, so it'll be fun out there.
20: Shay, what kind of, to your right, sorry. Uh, what kind of advantages or um, assets do you guys have defensively heading into this season? What type of team do you guys think you can be on that end of the floor?
25: Um, yeah, I think we could be really good defensively. Uh, got a lot of guys with length um, and athleticism, um, and obviously those two things help a lot. Um, and then the rest just comes down to willing willingness to. Um, I think we got guys that are willing to compete and and, and really play hard at the end of the fourth. So I think it will be good.
2: Shea, I know y'all haven't started camp and got into a lot of practices yet, but just from the little time that you've had with Billy and some of the players. What are some of the differences you're seeing from how you were utilized with the Clippers as a rookie and how you think your role is going to be this season uh, in your second season?
25: Yeah, um, we haven't really done too much structure-wise, so I can't really answer that question. Um, But as far as playing with my teammates, I feel comfortable out there um, getting to those guys better and better every day. It's been fun.
9: Yeah, Shay, uh, with the Clippers last year, you were on a team that nobody thought a lot of going into the season and then they trade Tobias Harris at mid-year and everybody thinks it's tank mode. You don't tank. You have a successful year. You scare the Warriors in the playoffs. Any similarities to what you've seen here? Losing Westbrook, losing George. People not, don't have the thunder very high. Is it is it the same kind of script that you might can follow with, with surprising the league?
25: Um, Yeah, I guess you can say so. Um, but personally I try not to Worry about everything that the league says or the media says in terms of things like tanking and stuff like that and expectations for us. Um, I think if we just focus on ourselves, uh, try to get better every day and play the best of our ability and as hard as we can, and it'll take us where it takes us, whether that be the playoffs, not the playoffs, the finals run, you never know.
13: All right, Shea, you're from Toronto, just got done playing in L.A. How big of a culture shock is it to be in Oklahoma City and what are some things you've enjoyed so far?
25: Um, it's actually not that much of a difference um, from Lexington where I obviously went to school Um, and it reminds me a lot like that um, being the fans are really behind their team and stuff like that Um, so yeah I've kind of been a little bit used to it and it'll be fun
6: Shay, uh, Billy mentioned that there might be a time where you Dennis and Chris are all on the floor at the same time and Dennis talked about how that that's obviously exciting um, but just from your perspective um, as a rookie, your experience in the NBA what are the challenges of having three primary ball handlers on the floor? Even though your game is incredibly versatile, Dennis can be versatile as well. What are the challenges that go into having three guys that can handle the ball on the floor at the same time?
25: Um, isn't it, uh, as I've as I've grown as a player, it doesn't become more of a challenge; it becomes more of like a a weapon almost. Um, guys, you can take breaks off the ball and things like that and not have a deficit uh, team-wise. Um, but, yeah, playing with guys that are, that are versatile and willing to, to come off the ball and, and play as well on the ball is, is really fun and it almost makes the game easier.
12: Hey, Shea. Um, so last season you were a rookie role player on a veteran-laden team, and this season you're probably more expected to take more of a leadership role as the season progresses can you, can you tell me maybe where your mindset is um, heading into the season, maybe with that role in your mind? Um,
25: personally, just uh, attack every day the same. Um, just try to be the best me that I can be, um, whether that be practice, games, whatever it is, um, and then still continue to be who I am, um, whether that role changes or not, um, and not worry about that, and then everything else will take care of itself.
11: Obviously, uh, you're new to the area. Most people don't know who you are. But can you just talk about what got you into basketball? What, I guess, was the passion that made you uh, decide to
25: take this path? Um, yeah, the ball was put in my hands at a really young age um, for my dad. Uh, and then from there, I just fell in love with it, I guess, and ran with it. Um, but, yeah, the game's been good to me. Were there any
11: other sports that you were
25: into, or is it
11: always
19: basketball?
25: Yeah. Um, for the most part, basketball. I played soccer at a really young age, but it's, it's been mostly basketball.
13: From following you on social media, it's pretty clear you have a fashion sense. Where does that come from, and when did you start uh, getting into it, I guess?
25: Um, I honestly just, I liked shopping um, my whole life, really. Whether it be going to the mall and getting toys or whatever it is, um, dif- depending on the age, obviously. Um, and then I guess the stage I'm at—it's a lot more accessible, so I just ran with it.
21: Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty uh, with the future of this team, but there's kind of a feel that you're the foundational piece this team will build around. Do you um, do you take pride in that? Do you do you like? Uh, do you believe in the future of this team and just the organization and? you know, with Russ and PG now out, out the door?
25: Um, yeah, I feel like this organization is in a, a good spot to get better. Um, obviously having a lot of picks um, through the, the work in the summer um, and then having guys on the team um, that are talented and, and I think have something to prove. Um, so that's always a good thing. Um, and I think this organization, they've obviously done it in the past with guys like Russell, uh, Kevin, and and James, um, so I think they know what it takes and they know how to do it, um, and it's only a matter of time.
11: Um, back on the, the soccer thing, is was that something that you still are into, do you still follow it, or did that fall by the wayside
25: uh, as you got older? Um, like, i I play soccer video games and stuff like that, but I don't really keep up with it too much.
7: Yeah, um Zion said he's not planning on participating in a dunk contest, so how do you feel about not being able to get a rematch against him if you uh, plan on participating?
26: <laughs> I mean hopefully changes his mind, but I mean I guess he doesn't want to participate in that. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I mean there's other good
23: dunkers in the league.
13: Hey, Hamadou. Uh, you had a really good piece of Nick Gallo talking about really taking pride on that defensive end. What are some things that maybe you've worked on in the offensive end that you plan on bringing into this year, especially with that focus that you have this year, you know, guarding the best guy out there?
26: Um, I would say just overall this summer was a great summer for me. Uh, I got to work on my skill set a lot uh, ball handling, shooting, and knowing where to pick my spots and knowing what spots were the best for me on the court and really gaining that uh, confidence and that killer demeanor on that side of the floor.
2: Homie, um, you know being a rookie last year going through media day, and I don't know if you can even remember back to that day for you, but what has this day been like for you um, and what you remember compared to last
26: year? Uh, last year, I remember I was a bit nervous uh, going through media day, I'm not knowing what to expect and whatnot. But this year, I feel fully motivated and feel like I have everything under control, and everything just seems way smoother than last year.
22: Um, I guess this is sort of like a team wide vibe sort of question. And I, I, so I'm not asking. Different good versus different bad, but with the departures of Paul and Russell, do you is it is it entirely different experience now entering this season? But but not just on the court, but just does it feel so different?
26: Um, I would say no. I mean, we have a great group of guys, and we all pretty much get along with each other. And those guys had to do what was best for their career and their family which is understandable. And we always we could always still be in contact, so there's no really hard feelings or anything like that, but they just had to do what had to be done.
5: When the uh, Paul trade, Paul George trade went down, what was your initial reaction to that? Obviously, losing a player of the caliber of Paul George is a is a big loss, but having a college teammate come back in that deal in uh, SGA is probably a big thing for you.
0: Uh,
26: yeah, definitely. I mean, it was like a wild moment for me, I would say, but like I said, I mean, it's the NBA and it's a business first. So things like that always happen. And having a on my team, I was really happy. I mean, I got to play with him in college for a year and got to know what type of person he was and we became really close. So to have him here, pretty fine with it. But I mean, missing PG too. I mean, definitely was a brother to me as well.
7: What do you envision your role on the team will be this year?
26: Um, I'll say my role. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna come into training camp and compete, go after it on both sides of the court, and I'll just leave that in the coach's hands and just let my game speak for itself.
2: I mean, you you started off really strongly for a rookie last year. I think everybody kind of saw that and they thought you were gonna be a part of the rotation for the entire season, but. You know, eventually you, you weren't in the rotation when the, the end of the season came what do you attribute that to and how much did your injury play a part in that
26: I would say things happen I mean the NBA is a is a lot of ups and downs in every season and you just got to make the best of it I mean I got injured uh, would I say that set me back I mean give or take it depends how you look at it I mean as a player I wouldn't want to say that and I just try to look for ways to get better look for ways to do things differently and speaking to coach about that uh, we have pretty a uh, great understanding on what happened and going in a year two is just going to be about work and development and knowing what's asked of me and being able to come out and do that on a consistent basis every night and that's what it's going to take.
22: Um, just what has your interaction been with chris Paul from uh, the time he became a member of the team because i've I've read and heard that he was in touch with you guys and just what's he done you know already to make him part of this thing
26: um I would say from just speaking to him uh, ultimate vet I mean and always wants to teach you more than you know wants to teach you game teach you the game and teach you things to know on and off the court. So he's a good guy, I mean, overall. And just can't wait to go out in training camp and play with him and see what it's like. Else?
27: Thanks, Thank you.
18: Appreciate it. How you guys doing? Brandon Rebar, DailyThunder.com. So, Nerland said that you're going to surprise a lot of people this year. He thinks, what do you think he means by that? And do you think you're going to surprise a lot of people this year? It won't
27: be a surprise if I told you guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've just been working really hard this summer, um, as many of my teammates have, and uh, try to add add, add a lot of aspects to my game. Um, I actually lost like 10 to 15 pounds, too. (laughs) And... uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun.
2: Um, Nerland's kind of made some allusions to it last week about the offense being different, especially mm-hmm. for some of the younger guys. Uh, you know, I asked some of the guys just flatly, "What's going to be different? Mm-hmm. What do you see being different with not having guys like Paul and Russell, who were, you know, b- ball dominant, kind of you know, very gifted individual scorers?"
27: Um, I think. For 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 the group we have now, I think it'll be beneficial just because um, the the way we'll be able to develop, especially the young guys on our team, uh, teach them how to play the right way, uh, move moving the ball. We're gonna play a lot of like get actions, a lot of um, a lot of screening. Uh, so it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be different, uh, a lot more fast paced, less like you said, ball dominant guys, less uh, holding the ball for too long. Uh, A lot of pitching, hitting and going. So, I think it's a fun brand to play. A lot of threes.
8: (laughs) Abdul, why did you decide to lose weight and how did you do it?
27: Uh, I decided just because uh, it wasn't like, I felt like I was overweight playing or anything like that. It was more just because I wanted to um uh, basically become a better defender really and uh help my movement speed and my lateral quickness and things like that and uh me losing that weight was part of it. Oh um I'm actually on this thing it's called like an alkaline diet and it's 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 kinda sucks 'cause you can't eat anything. <laughs> but, uh, but um No, I feel great, and um, it's it's been helping me feel great too. So,
2: (laughs) you just mentioned a lot of threes. Are you talking about yourself specifically, or do you see this offense shooting more threes than they did last season? Just based on,
27: I think overall, yeah. uh, Me personally, and overall, (laughs) uh, I I think uh, a lot of guys have improved their skill level this summer, and um, we I think we have a little bit more shooting than people like to think. Uh, people that are capable of shooting and uh, just the way this offense is
20: designed now. It's going to get a lot more open threes Abdul you, you're kind of explaining how things might be different Offensively, how do you see this team playing defensively? You've got like three point guards Steven and Nerlens, a bunch of wings mm-hmm. like wh- what type of defensive team do you think you'll be?
27: I think it will be good. We have a lot of length and athleticism um a lot, a lot of young athleticism too. So guys that can run all day, and um, I, I, I think that'll be huge. I don't think it'll be very different from how we were. I think we did a really good job defensively last year. I think we'll be uh, pretty, pretty good defensively this year too. So, uh, like I guess it'll be interesting.
22: Uh, now a couple of times it seems like you've mentioned better ball movement and. Uh, And like you might actually play faster, and last year you talked about, I mean, the team talked about playing fast all the time.
12: Mm -hmm.
22: Nonetheless, you think you'll be actually faster this year? Yeah, I
27: think we will, and not just fast in the transition sense, but like in the half-court offense too, making quicker decisions like shoot, pass, uh, drive, things like that. Um,
7: I think that will be much more efficient. This your second year here, so how do you? How more comfortable do you feel playing here?
27: Um, I, I feel pretty comfortable. I mean, to be honest, somewhere no where I, at, I think I feel comfortable, but um, I think the that having that a little bit more experience underneath my belt and all that stuff just brings a little bit more confidence to the table.
22: Um when you mentioned your diet and then said it kind of sucks cuz you can't eat anything i wonder how sustainable that is so have you gotten any cues from chris on the plant-based diet <laughs> and do you think you can just stay here through the season because you're playing or will you adhere to that diet whatever it is all season long
27: no i think i will i'm i'm pretty i'm an extre- i have an extremist mentality so when i like start something it <laughs> Like I I take it to the extreme, and um, uh, just the way I feel. I mean, I tr- the training I do during the off seasons probably a higher load than I would if I played thirty minutes a game during the season. So if I can sustain it now, I can sustain it during the year.
28: Thanks, guys.
22: Deontay, something I think we're hearing from a lot of guys is that they seem to be excited with the way they imagine you guys will play ball movement, you know, in the half court. Maybe you're fast in the half court, not just fast up and down. And just your thoughts on that and how do you feel about the direction you guys seem to be taking?
29: Um, I'm happy in the direction we're taking just because um people are counting us out. Um and that's that's when things get get interesting when people count you out. Um, just because we have a group of of hungry players, like we're all hungry, we we all want to win. So I feel that's that's going to bring camaraderie and going to bring us together a lot faster.
13: Deontay, uh, you know, last year you'd come in in spurts and, you know, be flash of the pan some games, and then other times you would, you know, not maybe shoot as well as other games or turnovers. What are some things that you've sort of went over this summer that you've maybe changed your game up, whether it's, you know, playing five on five, something along those lines to where maybe you're just a little bit more consistent on the offensive end, at least? Um.
29: How I wasn't, I I didn't have consistent minutes to like have a consistent showing. So I feel that once I get a consistent showing, um, I will play more consistent and you will see more consistency from my play.
18: Hey, Deontay Brandon from dailythunder.com. So with your size and versatility, it seems like you can play every position on the court. Uh, what do you feel most comfortable playing though? What do you kind of feel like your position is?
29: Uh, honestly, I feel most comfortable on whatever position gets me on the floor. Um, it really, I, I really don't look at myself as a, as a position. I look at myself as a player. So whatever, it, whatever coach tells me to do, I will get the job done to the best of my ability.
12: Uh, Deontay, um, we've uh, we've uh, we've heard from several of your teammates about losing weight uh, that they've lost weight during mm-hmm. the off season to get faster to get quicker. Um, was that a was that something that maybe you guys decided to do once you realized how you're going to play after the trades?
29: No, um, losing weight. Uh, started before I came to like Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, it started in South Korea just because the food is different. Um, so it taught me how to like eat properly because um, there isn't a lot of junk food overseas where I was at. Um, so that, that started the snowball effect for me to lose weight. So we
8: had uh, Nerland's come in here earlier and said that he thought Abdul was going to surprise people. What have you seen from Abdul's game this summer?
29: <laughs> I've seen a lot of shots being made. <laughs> a lot of shots. It was, at one point, I didn't think he was going to miss. So, his, yeah, was, he, was re- he was really cooking this summer.
7: How has your game developed over the summer?
29: Um I think over the summer, my game has developed more mentally. Um, like we all put in work, but I think for me it was more of a mental a mental development um, just because like I watched a lot of film um, and tried to learn from all the mistakes um, that was made last year.
7: Um, you you talked about consistent minutes. What's something that you can do to get consistent minutes?
29: <laughs> bring consistent energy. <laughs> um, just bring consistent energy. Um, and a coach has to trust you before they play you. So I have to gain that trust. I have to earn that trust. And I feel once I earn that trust, then that's when the consistent minutes will come.
22: Just along those lines, you know, you were a two-way contract player, then you you got the the NBA contract, though not necessarily part of the regular rotation. Just are are you? Do you feel good about your progression? Are are you, you know, on schedule yourself as a player?
29: Yeah, i would never had a progression. It was just things happen, um, and I just feel like. the harder you work, the better things will happen. So like, I put in the work and what happens from the work happens. I can't say this is going to happen, this is going to happen, it just, things just happen.
3: Thanks,
28: Jente. (laughs) No What's up, (laughs) y'all?
7: You had a um, somewhat unique uh, – how you got to the NBA, Um, it was unique. Um, Can you talk about that in your internship with New Balance, right?
28: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, my my path, um, it definitely was – yeah, it definitely was unique, um, you know, but I thought it was beneficial for me. Uh, Being able to have that year off and just grow as a person, Um, being able to mature and really learn what it was to be professional, especially working at New Balance. Um, You know, a 9 to 5 where I really had a schedule that started, you know, before 9 o'clock, 7 a.m. basketball workouts, 9 o'clock work, um, 12 o'clock lifting, um, you know, come back 2.30, work until 5, basketball again at 8, and then, you know, just – Learn how to, you know, just, um, you know, living on my own as well, um, having to go grocery shopping and, and cooking and, like, manage my time, um, you know, really, like, taking care of my body because with that kind of schedule, it could get hectic, and it did. Um, but, you know, I, I learned along the way, and I think that helped me, um, you know, but but New Balance was really good for me. Um, you know, again, that, that 9 to 5 and, and being professional and working with, you know a lot of people older than me, um, learning to communicate and just you know, I again like that was the biggest thing, just being professional. Um, and I think that that helped me, you know, be who I am right now.
1: What was draft night like for you?
28: Uh, draft night was was really good, especially when I find out I was um, coming here, but. Um, You know, I had to get together, friends and family, rent it out like a little venue spot. Um, You know, it was just just watching the draft. Um, It was really crazy for me um, because, you know, just a couple months ago I was in high school. um, And then, I'm sorry, not a couple months ago, but, you know, just a year ago I'm in high school. And then draft night, you know, hearing my name, get called.
12: Hey, Darius. You talked about while you were interning, you had basketball work, so you were working on basketball. How how did you take what you got from there and apply it into real live action? Uh, whenever you didn't really have a team to play on.
28: Yeah. Um, so uh, what we worked on, like if if it was like you know me coming off a ball screen, um, you know, or or just like you know, getting a lot of shots up, you know, working on handling. Um, A lot of times with the trainers, like, we would have, you know, other guys there so I could get a good look um, to where we would be playing. Um, So that's that's pretty much how I would see it. I mean, and then working out, you know, it is kind of tough sometimes if you're just working out every day to translate that over to a game if you're not, you know, really doing it consistently. But, I mean, that's pretty much how we got it. How we got it done
18: hey Darius Brandon from daily Thunder. what's up, .com. What's up? Yeah. uh so could you describe your relationship with Mike Miller and and how he helped your game
28: yeah um I just talked to Mike yesterday actually um but but me and Mike Miller um you know uh we got really close I was staying with him um you know and he was just helping me he helped my game, you know, with shooting. Obviously, giving me different shooting tips with him being, you know, a phenomenal shooter. But you know, even you know, off the court and just like helping me develop, you know, work ethic and not just going to the gym and being there for five hours, but like working on the right stuff, you know, and just constantly, you know, you know, developing good habits, you know, eating wise and, you know, just kind of you know, just showing me how he is, like around his family and stuff like that. Like I thought that was really cool, um, to be able to see like not only how he was as a basketball player, but help me as a player, but help me as a person as well.
7: Um, have you and Billy talked about what your role will be on the team?
28: Uh no, sir. Um it's just been, you know, just working out, um and getting better, you know, individually and as a team every day.
12: Uh, Through social media, it seems like you and Chris Paul have a real good relationship, almost big brother, little brother. Uh, Can you tell me about their relationship with Chris Paul?
28: Yeah, um, so um, my agent connected us uh, with them being close. um, But, I mean, from day one, I mean, you know, Chris has been nothing. But, you know, like you said, like that that big brother to me, um, you know, on the court helping me out. Um, talking to me and talking to me through you know different situations, um, to off the court you know going over to his house you know um, you know just talking like playing cards and whatnot like it's been it's been really cool.
12: What what position do you see yourself in the NBA? Cause you you have point forward skills, but you have yeah power forward height. Mm-hmm. How do you see yourself playing out in the NBA? Uh,
28: with me being so versatile, I think I can do a lot of different things, but um, ultimately. You know, whatever coach asked me to do, um, you know, whatever the game plan is that night, you know, just to be able to go out there and execute it um, is probably, you know, just the main focus.
20: Darius, at, at your size, your ball handling and passing has sort of jumped out uh, just the film I've watched. What has gone into that for you to develop those types of skills? And I guess, why is, has that been such an important part of your development so far?
28: Um. What went into me being able to, you know, handle the ball and pass really well? Well, me being tall, um, my ability to handle the ball, handle the ball, I can see the floor, um, pretty well, um, seeing over defenders. But, um, you know, what went into it was just, you know, just handling the ball every day, um, you know, and 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 pick up, you know, just like working out with guards, and like sometimes, you know, groups might get separated, like go work out with guards, um, but. I guess it kind of came natural with dribbling, some um, for me, but you know, there's always room to improve. You know, just tightening, tightening my handle. Um, you know, but I, I think that is a, a really big part of my game, especially with the game changing it how it is nowadays, being um, you know, becoming positionless and uh, me being so versatile. Howdy,
13: Darius, back here. Uh, so you've caused sort of a social media storm here with our fans. You know, they love what you're doing on the social media. So my question to you, do we refer to you as Chef Basley or (laughs) Darius Basley?
28: Um, uh, that, (laughs) um, (laughs) I don't, I don't, yeah, you can, you can call me chef or, you know, Darius, but, um, you know, you should. You should uh, you should try one of my dishes. I'm really, I'm I'm a I'm a really good cook.
22: Yeah, what you just described with the internship was pretty eye opening, and I wonder, when you agreed to do it, did you know what you were getting into, or was it actually quite a bit more than you figured, and maybe surprised yourself with how you responded to it?
28: I did not know what I was getting myself into. Um, I kind of had an idea, but not really. Um, You know, when we talked about it, um, you know, New Balance, and when Rich, um, my agent, when he was explaining it, um, you know, he he, he told them, like, you know, I don't want this to be a thing where, you know, he's treated differently because, you know, he is, you know, signed to you guys, your athlete. Like, I want it to be a thing where he really comes in every day. He has work. um, You know, he's expected to get it done. Like, you know, treat him as if he was like an actual – you know, intern trying to, you know, get that job. Um, And so it was just that. So that was my little, you know, idea of it. But going into it, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, You know, and I was a little bit nervous on the first day just because I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, But it it exceeded expectations, Um, and it definitely was a lot. You know, I didn't think that much went into it. Um, especially for an intern, so I can only imagine how it is for, you know, HR or somebody like the head of marketing or apparel. I can only imagine how it is for them.
7: Um, Do you regret not playing organized basketball last year?
28: No, Um, I'm happy with my outcome. Yeah, I mean, I'm with the thunder. (laughs)
8: Ohh. O-H? I-O. <laughs> uh, as a fellow Ohioan, uh, Danielle Dwyer with Fox 25 Sports, uh, growing up having LeBron be the face of basketball in Ohio, just a kid from Akron, what's it like for you to know that you have the opportunity to put your hometown on the map as well in this league?
28: Um, it's really good. Um, I mean, to have that opportunity and then to be able to grow up you know, watching someone who has represented, you know, his his city, his state, his country, you know, his family like so well, and then being in the same agency as that as that guy, like it's been really good. Um, so to have that opportunity, you know, to put, you know, my city on the map, not that I don't think it already is, but I mean to represent it um, is really good. Thank you.